a desert planet with twin suns. Why do I sense we've picked up another pathetic life form? Use my knowledge. Much to learn, you still have. Welcome back to Twin Sun Talks, folks. I'm your host, Jonah Liu. Thank you so much for listening. And welcome to our fifth edition of Alien Species and Star Wars to Know. Um, I've already done four, as the mention of fifth edition would imply. They are in a playlist on YouTube, or you can just go and scroll through um, on any of the podcast platforms uh, to find those. But let's not waste any time and drive straight into ARC Trooper training. Gentlemen, who wants to be an ARC Trooper? I do, sir! Alrighty, so like I mentioned in the past, we're getting more into Obscure. This series is called Prominent Alien Species to Know in Star Wars, but we're getting a little less prominent and more into obscurity, but um, I'm still trying to keep it to major players or major characters or species that just have a general uh, significant impact on the story as a whole. Um, so today we're going to be going over Nautilans, Keldor, Munes, Ithorians, Duros, and Gran. Um, so let's dive into Nautilans first. Nautilans were native to the planet of Glee Ansem, and they speak either Nautila or Basic. And Basic, once again, uh, if you're not aware, is essentially English, and that's the galactic standard uh, in Star Wars. They are an amphibious species, meaning they can survive in or out of water. And they're characterized by head tentacles and colorful skin, and their skin comes in many different shades. Uh, mainly we see them green or blue in like things like the movies and Clone Wars, but they have like red and orange skin. They're pretty diverse in that way. They're generally very peaceful, uh, but are very skilled in combat. And members of the species include Kit Fisto, who's a really, really awesome Jedi. He's one of the ones that goes to arrest Chancellor Palpatine with Mace Windu and survives the second longest, second only to Mace Windu. And also Zat, uh, who's one of the younglings in the youngling arc of the Clone Wars, um, who's kind of the tech guy. So they're a really cool species. I really like Kit Fisto as a character. Um, and yeah, that's kind of just the basics on that species. The next species that we have are Keldor. They're native to the planet of Doran. They speak either Keldor, so it's the same, uh, same as their name, or once again, basic. And they have to wear pressurized masks in order to survive in oxygen-rich environments because their home planet of Doran is not very oxygen-rich. And it's actually quite dangerous for them to be exposed uh, to regular oxygen-rich atmospheres without that sort of uh, protective layer. And that's why um, one of the members, who's actually quite well-known, Plo Koon, wears the mask that he does. Uh, they have very thick and leathery skin, which allow them to survive in the vacuum of space for a brief time, which we actually see Plo Koon do in the Malevolence arc whenever he's protecting his troops uh, from... Uh, scout droids in in the debris field um so yeah once again members of the species of course include Plo Koon who's my second favorite Jedi my brother Jeb's number one favorite Jedi he's a super cool character super cool species um also Dave Filoni's favorite character and also a character named Bo Keevil he's a character in Resistance which I haven't finished but he's one of the pilots and uh, he's really the only other prominent Keldor that we've gotten to see um, but they're super cool. I hope that we get to see more of that that sort of species moving forward because um, they're really, really interesting. And I think that there are a lot of those kinds of one-off characters, one-off species in the prequels. Um, 
and so I, I I'd like to get some uh, some more depth on on a lot of them. Um, next up, we have Munes. Munes are native to the planet Scipio, and they've colonized worlds such as Munalist. Uh, they speak Mune and or Galactic Basic. They are tall and thin humanoids, uh, and they're known for running the intergalactic banking clan. And basically, what that was was the banking system within the galaxy which kind of uh, was the foundation for commerce and business transactions. They've kind of funded both sides of the Clone War. Uh, They remained neutral in order to uh, kind of not limit themselves to doing business with one side or the other. They kind of were the through line along with the Trade Federation, even though the Trade Federation kind of erred more on the side of the separatists. Um... But they were very conniving, very calculating, very uh, charismatic, but also very uh, self-serving, very selfish, and very greedy uh, individuals. And that's a generalization, but for the most part, Munes were very uh, nativist. They didn't like uh, members not of their species. Um, And they were actually exempt from the Empire's uh, human-only kind of uh, mandates and persecutions because of their uh, usefulness in like financial matters and stuff like that. Um, but that being said, one exception to their kind of nativist uh, ideals was uh, Rush Clovis, who we get to learn about in the Clone Wars. And he was actually the one that uh, led to the fall of the banking clan during the Clone Wars because he was manipulated by Count Dooku. And that was actually a pretty interesting arc that I didn't put on my roadmap, but looking back, I probably should have, because it, it does give some interesting insight into the politics of Clone Wars. Um, but at the same time, it's kind of eh. But, all that said, members of the species of Mune include Sand Hill and Darth Plagueis the Wise. And I don't know that it's necessarily canon that he was immune, but uh, Plagueis was, in fact, Darth Sidious's master um, that he mentions in Revenge of the Sith whenever he talks about Darth Plagueis the Wise to Anakin. And he was uh, very interested and hell-bent on uh, manipulating midichlorians in order to preserve life. Um, and so, yeah, that's about all that I have for the Munes. Um, next up we have Ithorians. And Ithorians are kind of hard to describe, but you would know them immediately when you saw them. Uh, they speak, or they're native to the planet of Ithor, which is like very jungle. Uh, it's it's very uh, temperate, or not temperate, tropical, and uh, covered in jungles and mountains and stuff. And they speak Ithorese. They don't speak basic. But some use translation devices in order to speak basic. So they had like these apparatuses strapped to their heads that would translate their words. Um, they're known colloquially as hammerheads, and they have two mouths on either sides of their kind of neck, and they have four throats, which make this loud, like, resonant, rumbling voice. They're generally very peaceful and reverent. They're very iconic-looking, and once again, if you don't have a mental image of what they are, uh, if you saw a picture, and that being said, go ahead and follow me on Instagram. I post... Uh, like from my post for these episodes, I post little slides with members of the species so that you can have a visual. And if you go to my website, twinsuntalks.wixsite.com slash twin sun, I have a collection of every single one of the character profile slides. 
It's just on the homepage. If you scroll down to the character profiles or the species profiles, you can scroll through all of them. It has the title. It has like humans. And if you click into those images, then you actually get um, the notes that I had for them when I was making these episodes just as a little caption. Um, so go ahead and hit that up if you haven't already and if you want some uh, additional notes for uh, for these characters or for these species. Um, they're generally very peaceful and reverent, like I said. And members of the species include Biff, who is once again one of the uh, Padawans or the younglings uh, in the arc with the younglings where they go and find their kyber crystals and then get uh, kind of like intercepted by Hondo and all that. And also Mokshaiz, who is the mayor of Mos Espa in the Book of Boba Fett. And he's actually one that we see with the... Um, with the translation device, that's why he's able to speak in basic. Um, then we also have Duros, and they were planets at the planet Duro. They speak Duris and or basic. They have bluish green skin, no nose, kind of like Voldemort, and big red eyes. They're pretty. They're pretty iconic. A lot of these, both them and Ithorians, were both present in the famous cantina scene, um, in. Uh, what's it called? A New Hope. But they're generally known as travelers and pilots. I don't have too much information about them, if I'm being real. But members of the species include both uh, Cad Bane, which if you haven't watched The Clone Wars, he's a very iconic bounty hunter. He's my favorite bounty hunter. He's really, really awesome. He has a big cowboy hat, and he's kind of like specializes in fighting force users. Like most bounty hunters, if Jedi are involved, they kind of shied away from from any jobs. Cad Bane didn't care. He took down Jedi. He killed Jedi. And he did it uh, without batting much of an eye. He's able to take down clones extremely easily. And he's just a very formidable and, and dangerous opponent. And another member of the species is Shriv, who's a character from the Battlefront uh, games. I don't know too much about him, but he was uh, a member of the Resistance, I know. He was in a book that I read like it was like a precursor to Rise of Skywalker called Resistance Reborn. He was just a little throwing character. He's kind of like sarcastic and funny, and, and he was made into a meme, but there's not too much else to say about Duros. I, I couldn't find too much information about them. That being said, our last species in this profile are Gran. Now, Gran are pretty iconic as well. They're pretty uh, distinct. They are native to the planet of Kinyen, and they've also colonized planets like Malastare. And Malastare was the uh, home planet of the Dugs. And I'm sure that I'm going to be going over the Dugs. This is uh, the fifth character or the fifth um, species profile that I'm doing. I'm planning on doing 10. And then I'll uh, kind of go over other species as I go, maybe as like extended moors or something like that. Um, but Gran uh, speak basic. And they're characterized by like orangish brown skin and three eye stalks as well as like antenna on the top of their heads. They also have uh, two stomachs and kind of like goat-like snouts. Um, and they're known as very greedy and imperious. The The planets that they colonized, there was both Malastare, which was known for its like fuel exports, and then Hawk, H-O-K, uh, which I'm not, I'm not too familiar with. But they were extremely, they, they like subjugated the local populations to like serve them essentially. So they, they, they were not very benevolent um, colonizers. But members of 
this species, and it's actually kind of interesting. Both of these are characters in the Clone Wars, one of which is uh, Senator Karras and one of which is Senator Philo. Senator Karras was accompanying Representative Binks as well as Commander Stone and some of the Coruscant Guard to negotiate with the pirate Hondo Onaka, who was keeping um, Anakin and Obi-Wan and Count Dooku hostage, and he was going to barter for ransom. But their shot, their shuttle gets shot down, and Senator Karras's uh, seat belt or seat restraint breaks loose, and he actually dies in the crash. And Jar Jar is forced to uh, take control of the situation. But um, so he unfortunately dies, and then Senator Philo is one that we get only see for a little bit, but he's present when Cad Bane of the Duro species. Uh, breaks into the Senate building in order to hold senators hostage to barter for the release of Zero the Hut. This is in the very final episode of The Clone Wars. And he does not meet Cad Bane's demands. He essentially says, like, I'm not going to stand for this. You can't, you're, you're terrorists, basically, and I'm not going to stand for that. He tries to walk away. Cad Bane shoots him in the back. So basically, the two characters that we actually see speaking lines for of this species die, like, pretty much immediately, which is kind of funny. Um, but yeah, that's, that's about all that we know about Gran. And that's about all that I have for this episode. Uh, the Gran Protectorate was mentioned in the Darth Plagueis novel. They were kind of an adversary for Plagueis. Um, but other than that, there's not too much else. I think that that's a pretty solid stopping point, but this wouldn't be a proper episode if I didn't leave you with just a little bit more. more! So this more is about Gungans, and more specifically Gungan bongos. And bongos were uh, the ships that they used, or the little like submarine-like things that they used. We see Qui-Gon, Obi-Wan, and Jar Jar use one in The Phantom Menace. And Gungan bongos were actually manufactured by a company called Oto Gunga Bongamakan Cor cooperative something like that i don't know uh that was from um my book that was like a trivia book that i thought was kind of ridiculous and i opted to use it as more rather for star wars trivia um and yeah that's about all that i have uh, if you want to learn more about gungans then you can go back and listen to volume three of these character profiles talk about them and some other species uh, so go ahead and check that out if you're curious about them but, um, yeah, make sure you tune in this Wednesday. It's our last Book of Boba Fett review and breakdown. This is the finale. Get excited. We are very pumped uh, to see what is coming up. And, yeah, that's about all that I have. Uh, you've taken your first steps into a larger world. May the Force be with you, and I will see you all in the next episode. Bye, friends.